Welcome to the Weekend Barbecue Guru Show. I'm your host, Larry Brake. I'm on the coast of Georgia, celebrating life and good barbecue. Hey, today is show number five. And actually, it's the really the beginning of the uh, end of the year plus the Christmas holidays, which started last weekend with Black Friday and such. A lot of things on sale, a lot of uh, items that uh, you can get to perhaps enhance your barbecuing on the weekends. A lot of grills out there for, on sale. A lot of... Uh, I guess spatulas, things like that, uh, grilling kits. Check them out at your local uh, store. I think at the Home Depot and Academy and even online, the restaurant store, which I get a lot of my stuff, is uh, holding sales. But this weekend, I'm going to do salmon, and wings and then a low country boil now that's going to be new for me with the turkey fryer and what a great success that was i thought why not go and get another pot just solely for that and make it bigger because you can throw a whole bunch more stuff in so i went and got one yesterday Going to plan on putting some shrimp, sausage, corn, some uh, small potatoes, little red potatoes, cut up uh, onions, maybe throw in some bell pepper. But the thing is, you if you can do it, and I guess it just depends upon where you live, but uh, the fresher the shrimp is, the better. Now here on the coast, there are guys out on the highways and streets selling it right off their boats or even in the grocery stores. It's very, very plentiful. So for broadcast time, I I guess I peeled and, and veined oh, about a pound of, uh, I guess it would be called jumbo shrimp uh, if you're living in Oklahoma, but it's just uh, the regular size shrimp uh, here in Georgia. Close to show you uh, how where you live, things are, are totally, totally different. And as a side note, when I did brisket back in Oklahoma, you know, that's cattle country, and supply was, was very, very high, so price was low. But here in Georgia, you go to buy a brisket, it's, it's expensive. It's almost uh, double, I think. I was paying about $30 for a uh, four or five pound brisket. It'd be over 60, almost 70 uh, here in Georgia. I don't know if it has anything to do with the COVID or just because of the law of economics, but uh, there is a, a huge, huge discrepancy. Now, take it in reverse, seafood in Oklahoma is more expensive than it is here because it's so plentiful here. Now, if you take what your area, I guess, produces well and and 
get really, really good at whatever it is. Suppose, let's say you're in England and there's a lot of uh, lamb. Get good at roasting lamb, barbecuing lamb. We'll make you the neighborhood barbecue guru there. Or if you're in Texas, Oklahoma, it's going to be cattle. But here it's seafood with a little bit of a uh, little bit of a uh, pork. So pulled pork and ribs and all that is is good. We're going to take a little little break and be back, and I will tell you about how how I uh, prepared all these because you know preparation is very very important when uh, barbecuing and and just basically cooking uh, anything. So we'll be back and talk about preparations here in just a second. Okay, I made a quick run to get uh, my uh, seasoning so I could uh, basically describe it uh, to you for my Low Country Boil. It's from a company called Florida Seafood Seasonings, garlic butter, crab and shrimp boil. Now you could probably duplicate this if you had some of the main ingredients. And off the package, there's salt, garlic, sugar, paprika, celery, and let's see, parsley. And then they give you the generic uh, spices. So that could be just about anything. It comes in a 16 ounce little package. I won't use it all, but I will fill my, uh, I got a 10 gallon aluminum pot to put on my turkey fryer. And I will probably fill it to halfway with water. Put about a cup of uh, this oil or maybe even half the package in to uh, get everything uh, blended in well as it uh, heats up. When I get the the uh, mixture going, the water and the, the spice, I will uh, add some, uh, I grow my own jalapenos, so I smoked about three of them. So I'm going to throw those jalapenos into uh, the water for just maybe a little added kick. It should give a good smoky and maybe a little bit of... Uh, because one of those uh, jalapenos has turned uh, red and the other two were green. So they give a, a, a kind of a sweet and, and hot blend to uh, perhaps the, the uh, mix in the water. And I may throw a little bit of butter. I have some Irish butter left that uh, I'm going to throw in there to give it a good, good, maybe an overall flavoring to it. So I'll get all that going, get all that melted, and get it boiling, and I'm gonna throw in my potatoes. Now, you, I bought a three pound bag, so I may throw, since there's those little small red potatoes, I may throw the whole, whole bag in just to cook them well. And then after, oh, 10 minutes or so, I'll probably, throw in the sausage after I've cut it up. And then I'll throw the uh, corn in and let it go. So we're probably at the 25 to 30 minute mark uh, total time. 
give or take maybe uh, maybe even to 45 minutes. So we'll get a, get a good, good uh, boil going uh, and then throw in the onion. Now that onion should really add more to the flavor of the, the food. Not to mention the, uh, the onion itself, but that should give a, a good spicy and good texture to uh, the, the water plus what goes in when I throw the shrimp in last, what it uh, will do uh, for that flavoring. So the corn should taste uh, spy, or, uh, pretty uh, seasoned and buttery. The potatoes should be the same. Should be very, very soft and, and just like uh, you would just do it off of your saucepan if you're gonna make like mashed potatoes. But we'll get that started probably before kickoff time. Jaguars are in Minnesota. That should probably be another another loss. Be 11 in a row for the Jaguars, but hey, they're, they're tanking for, I guess, Tua, or not Tua, but for uh, Trevor Lawrence, and we're Justin Fields of uh, Ohio State. Too bad there's no Oklahoma quarterback uh, ready to go for them to take. That would be pretty cool to have a, an Oklahoman on the Jaguars along with Dede Westbrook. So we're going to take another little break and we will be back to talk about uh, some of the things that you can get for your, uh, your barbecue uh, collection. So, all right, I've got uh, Google pulled up and I put in smokers for sale. And there is a wide, wide variety of prices. Now, there's a difference in the type of smokers you want. You can do wood burning with charcoal. You can do electric, which is uh, fairly, fairly simple. And then, I've never tried, but... You can do like the, uh, you know, they're the small little uh, pellet smokers. I've, I've seen some good reviews and I've seen some bad reviews. And I think a lot of it is whether your feeder from your pellets is uh, steady or if it uh, gets hung up or if it's gets overwhelmed with the amount of pellets you put in it. I've seen videos where they caught on fire, which you don't want to do. I've done electric. That's basically how I got started uh, with uh, smokers and then experimented by putting a heating element in a offset uh, charcoal grill. And it worked okay, but not like what... Uh, you would think would be the same thing, but it, it really wasn't. I currently am using a charcoal and wood burning smoker, which to me is the best because uh, you get the good, full, rich smoke flavor coming through. But don't forget, and I say it all the time, preparation is the key. That's where 
your taste is uh, going to really, really enrich in the meat, whatever your meat or vegetables or whatever it is. It's the preparation. The smoke is just an enhancement of, of those flavors. So you can go, and I see them for $242, and I see a propane for like $99. I see a pellet smoker for $485, and I see a charcoaler for $62. And then here's one that uh, is $684, and here's one for $399, here's one for $859. So depending upon your budget, you can find a smoker or grill that uh, will meet your needs. Now, how are you going to keep it warm after you've cooked it? Is it uh, you're going to keep it in the oven? Or do you have equipment to keep it warm? Now, what I use is chafing dishes and steam tables. To me, with the little burners underneath is the best way to go. So when we have our family, family gatherings and we have all the things that need to stay warm. I just fire those up and you don't have to worry about uh, getting cold. It'll stay warm. Those are very, very handy. They're rather inexpensive to uh, get started with. Go to the web restaurant store. I've, it's a, it's a one word, but they're putting web and restaurant together and it's kind of hard for this Oklahoma boy to to uh, pronounce it, webstronauts.com is what it is. And they have some pretty good deals going there too. So how are you going to keep it warm? Make sure you get the uh, serving utensils. And most of all, when people leave, you need some carryout stuff so they can take it with them. So if you are doing barbecue, regularly after working all week long my suggestion is find one thing and become very very good at it and then move on to the next in fact I remember doing chicken thinking chicken would be cool to do and I basically did it on a grill you know as I think about it my big mistake with chicken was uh, doing the boneless chicken breasts and putting a ton of Italian dressing, classical Italian dressing on it like overnight and the dressing just overwhelmed the chicken. So you have to take into consideration the kind of meat and what you're using to, to prep it with is always, uh, you know, the, the thing. Because chicken, it was so thin, and uh, and I put too much dr or dress Italian dressing in it, and it just overwhelmed it because it wasn't thick enough to handle it. Now, if you take a pork butt, you inject it because there's no amount of uh, dressing you can pour around in a bag with that pork butt to get to the inside. That's why you inject. That's why. You don't have to inject chicken breast 
you just maybe put some kind of sauce on it or, or sprinkle some rub, good to go. Like I did my chicken wings last night. I did six of them. I did applewood uh, rub and I put them on my grill. Didn't, didn't use my smoker, I used my, my kettle, kettle grill. And I used applewood as the sort of uh, choice. I did the charcoal, put the apple wood uh, on top of it and let it catch fire and it started smoking. That's where I did salmon last night. I did the chicken wing last night and that's how I did the jalapenos. So that was a little bit of a prep work plus uh, uh, meal preparation. So always take into consideration how you're gonna season it, how thick is it, and the amount. But it's okay to make a mistake, you'll learn next time. And if it's too bad, you can always throw ketchup on it, right? That's the old, old school way of doing things. Ketchup goes with everything. So when you do that, think about what, what's your flavors, what do you like better, do you like things sweeter, do you like them more hot, do you like them more peppery, just use that as your, your, your key. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, sports, and then we will wrap it up. So stay tuned for the next segments. Well, the NFL is winding down. This is week 13. And your top team is probably going to be uh, the Steelers. Then the, the Chiefs probably be second. Then after that, it's pretty much a uh, toss of the coin or whoever's healthy or whoever's uh, got all their players that aren't on the uh, COVID list which, by the way, has really, really wrecked a lot of uh, things uh, in 2020. The good thing about 2021, hopefully uh, it'll be over. Things will be uh, back to what we used to think was normal, but uh, we'll see. But uh, in the NFL, that AFC title game, I'm projecting to be probably uh, – Steelers and the Chiefs and home field. I don't know if it's really going to be a, a factor there because uh, in January in Pittsburgh and in Kansas City, it can, it can be uh, cold, very cold. And if it's raining, sleeting, windy, and that uh, cold wind cuts cuts right through you. I, I don't see anybody having a uh, advantage over the other one. It just be who has uh, the better better scheme for the day. Used to say whoever had the best defense won uh, championships, but uh, that's kind of gone out the window. Now, if you study offense, you can see that a lot of receivers and quarterbacks are on the same page because. They look to see how the defensive guy's playing, and they just basically play off of that. So in today's 
football, not like years and years ago. It's everything is, is basically an option. So if he's playing uh, off of you, it's going to be a short pass. If he's up close, you're going to run by. If he's playing you, if he's closer to the sideline than you are, then you're going to run across the middle. If he's towards the middle, then you're going to run out. So you just kind of have to guess and see. But not to mention the old uh, pick play that they never call offensive uh, pass interference for anymore unless it's totally obvious that uh, one receiver is not a good actor. But uh, Kansas City may have the edge offensively there and perhaps defensively. Uh, it's probably a toss-up. In the NFC, I guess you got to go with uh, – Oh, New Orleans and Seattle and Green Bay are, are uh, pretty uh, neck and neck. So, depending upon who has home home field, I guess. Now, if New Orleans, who plays in a dome, had to go play in Green Bay, I'd give the edge to Green Bay because of the weather conditions. Same thing with if Seattle had to go to uh, Green Bay, the same thing. But Green Bay, they can go play in the warm. They can go play in the dome. It uh, really doesn't uh, bother them because uh, they're used to it. Who's to say Buffalo or Tennessee couldn't get hot and, and do it? Even even the L.A. Rams, they could uh, possibly get hot too. So heading into uh, week 13, the uh, weekend barbecue Guru Show, top team of the season, is Pittsburgh Steelers as of now because they're undefeated, which is basically a no-brainer. And in, I guess, the race for the top draft pick, it'll be the Jets drafting first because they haven't won a game, and then my Jaguars are second. Cincinnati would be third. The Cowboys would draft fourth, and the L.A. Chargers would be fifth. And after them, Philadelphia Eagles, who three games, won three games, lost seven, and and tied one. And I believe that one was uh, against uh, Cincinnati. So who knows what's going to happen in uh, the NFL. Turn our attention to uh, the college game. Let's see. Uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and the Ohio State would be probably the final four as of today. All, all uh, one. You won rather easily, I might say. The thing is, championship games, the, the conference championship games will uh, maybe put a dent in it because let's say, here's a scenario. Let's say that uh, in the ACC, which would be uh, Clemson and Notre Dame, Notre Dame won the first game. Let's say that uh, Clemson won. That would give Notre Dame a loss. And in the SEC championship game, let's say that Florida finds a way to beat Alabama. 
that gives them a, a one loss. And let's say in the Big Ten championship game, if they have one, let's say Indiana pulls the upset and beats Ohio State. So you have all these one-loss teams, and let's say everybody else wins out. Everybody else wins out. Who are you going to put in? Are you going to put in the usual suspects? Are you going to put in the undefeateds? Are you going to put in conference winners only? I mean, are you going to put Alabama in with Florida and then Notre Dame and Clemson and leave out Ohio State only because they haven't played as many games as the other guys? Do you throw in Coastal Carolina, which we all think would probably be a mismatch? But hey, they deserve. They're undefeated, right? They went, they won their their conference. They they beat everybody that they faced. Why not give them a shot? Well, how about uh, Indiana? They only had the one loss, and they will have beaten Ohio State. What about uh, Cincinnati? What about? Well, let's see. There's no way in the Big 12. I am from Big 12 country originally. Oklahoma is my alma mater. I think that uh, through the past, like when I was a kid in the 60s, 70s, 80s, they were, you know, they were a notch above everybody with talent and scheme. Great head coach, Barry Switzer. But things have changed since then. Scholarship limits. So it has really, really put a restriction, constraints on how programs could uh, are able to run through their schedules. This, not to mention the COVIDs, played havoc on everybody. But to be fair, I think you should only you should instead of I have four, you should uh, you should make it uh, an eighteen playoff, and with the pandemic. It's a good, good reason and good, uh, uh, good thing that would uh, help uh, college football is to to expand the playoffs this year. Who's going to win the Heisman? I think as of now, could be the Notre Dame quarterback, or it could be the Alabama quarterback because you know it's not the best player, but it's the best player on the the best team or the most winning team or who puts up the most numbers, like when Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray won, they, they put up uh, bigger numbers. So it's just like Joe Burrow last year from LSU, he put up big numbers. So I'm going to call the quarterback from Alabama because they will probably steamroll and win. They'll probably undefeated. So I'm going to say Alabama wins their uh, conference and they win the Heisman Trophy uh, this year. So with that, let's uh, look at the NBA for a second. They're getting ready to start. I think uh, they're going to start around Christmas. Teams are practicing. So who's your team?
I like uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, of course. I went to a lot of them. But yet, uh, I'm also a fan of uh, the L.A. Clippers, who originally were San Diego Clippers, and I believe before that they were the uh, Boston Braves back in the day. So in the remodeled Weekend Barbecue Guru Studio, there is some Clipper memorabilia. There is some Jaguars memorabilia. There's some Manchester City memorabilia, St. Louis Blues memorabilia, LA Chargers memorabilia, and Arizona Cardinals because they once were in St. Louis. And growing up in Oklahoma, St. Louis was a a big uh, big draw. In fact, it's a it was a family tradition on my mother's side that from my grandfather. Everybody cheered for the St. Louis baseball Cardinals. And if you didn't cheer for Dallas, you cheered for the football Cardinals. So that's where a lot of that came from. Also, I have a buddy that uh, is in pro ball, and he's a trainer, and he worked for the Dodgers. So I sort of varied away from the Cardinals to the Dodgers because of him. And that's why the Arizona Cardinal football memorabilia gets posted, not the Cardinal baseball, but uh, a Dodger fan now. But there's no reason why uh, I'll stop with those. I'll add more and more memorabilia as I have my my uh, card collection from the past, I've got rookie cards of O.J. Simpson, uh, Franco Harris, Deion Sanders, Dave Winfield, uh, Barry Bonds. Um, have an old Dr. J card, Michael Jordan card, old Bob Gibson card. And the guy I went to high school with played in the Phillies organization, have his minor league card. So that's some of the memorabilia, but uh, I think the Clippers will probably do well this year. The Thunder, not so well. But uh, right now, the Weekend Barbecue Guru Show pick to win the NBA title is going to be the LA Lakers until somebody in the East can compete with LeBron and the guys. Uh, it's gonna be another Lake Lakers title, which back in the day, Showtime was uh, very, very entertaining with Magic and the guys. Hockey, stick to my roots, St. Louis Blues. We'll see if uh, the NHL can get things together. I've heard and read where scheduling is the, the big thing. Of course, COVID is ruling over everything, and, and I just, just can't overly emphasize how much that has really, really put a dent in sports and life uh, in 2020 has really, really changed uh, a lot of things. In fact, uh, I saw where in California you have to stay indoors. And if you're a Californian listening to the podcast, I appreciate it. And thank you to all my listeners. But I guess you're going to have to uh, do some barbecuing inside instead of uh, on the outside grill.
So it might be a little bit of uh, like bait, baking, uh, low and slow and low. Probably no higher than 300. 275 to 325, somewhere in that range for a long period of time. Uh, unless you put the imitation smoke, I don't see how you're going to get that smoky flavor uh, cooking inside. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with you out there. Hopefully this thing will be done. But uh, the uh, times are changing. Times are changing. And but uh, that's no reason to quit uh, thinking good thoughts and, and getting on with your life because uh, you can only uh, take care of yourself and look out for things like that. All right, let's let's wrap this thing up. Uh, enjoy talking barbecue. I hope you enjoy listening. Check out the website at uh, Weekend bbqguru.com check out uh, Facebook coming in January a new page with pictures and perhaps we can uh, establish a community online to uh, help each other out in their, their barbecuing, their weekend uh, feasts, you work all week and Time to uh, relax on the weekends and how, how, I mean, I can't think of any better way to, to do it than uh, barbecuing pulled pork or throwing some burgers on the grill or whatever. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Larry Brake, the Weekend Barbecue Guru, signing off and thanks for listening.